Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and this is an episode of Education in the News, where I share news stories from around the U.S. and the world. We're going to get right into it. Got a lot of news stories, a lot happening. So my first story comes from comes to us from the Associated Press. And it says, in face of disaster, schools choose online continuity some school districts have responded to hurricanes, wildfires, and flooding with temporary online schooling rather than attempting to mobilize alternative in-person locations. Quote, it's certainly not our first option, but having them not learning at all, which would be the other option, is unacceptable, says Sherwin Johnson, a spokesman for Jackson Public Schools in Mississippi which has been dealing with a water crisis. <clears throat> K-12 Dive reports that pilot there's a pilot program for students with ADHD and autism expands. This program is expanding to provide free training and resources to parents and teachers of students who have autism and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Children's Hospital in Colorado has partnered with other organizations to provide online training and support of the Unstuck and On-Target program, which is designed to help students improve their executive functioning skills, such as flexible thinking. Media Post Communication reports that advocates seek votes on two Senate child protection bills. Advocates for children are calling for Senate floor votes on two bills addressing how young people interact with the Internet and and what information can be gathered about them. The Children and Teens Online Privacy Protection Act and the Kids Online Safety Act advanced to the Senate floor this summer, approved by the Committee on Commerce, Science, and Transportation. In the New York Times reports, the schools tap solar energy to fund initiatives and save money. About 10% of uh, pre-K, K-12, public and private schools nationwide was using solar energy earlier this year. According to data from Nonprofit Generation 180, about twice as many as in 2015. Data show major financial benefits for the schools with solar panels, including in Arkansas district, in an Arkansas district, where solar panels help pay for teacher raises, and a Montana, Montana, Montana <laughs> district where solar energy helped the local community reduce household energy bills. <clears throat> The conversation reports that metaversities grow in scope. More than 100 metaversities colleges offering classes in a metaverse will be coming online next year. Joining the the 10 metaversities already in existence, the new technology which creates a digital twin campus allows for real-time class interaction 
and gives remote students access to classes. Uh, the Hill reports that a pair of senators tell ICE, ICE, or Immigration and Customs Enforcement, to stop using facial recognition technology, says a letter from Senators Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon, and Ed Markey, a Democrat from Massachusetts, to acting ICE leader Tay Johnson. Quote, this surveillance network has exploited privacy protection gaps and has enormous civil rights implications, the letter states. Do they ever use any of these at airports? I mean, on American citizens? I mean, it, it seems like it's, it's preferential treatment of when they use this kind of technology compared to when they don't. And uh, to me, that's not a very good thing. All right, also, um, a pill Democrat in Marysville, Yuba City, California, reported that students learn about entrepreneurship at pizza event. A, UB, a Yuba City, California, eighth grade student received a lesson in entrepreneurship during a presentation from Rolling Stone Pizza Company owner Jim King, who brought along his pizza oven and let students make their own pizzas. The presentation was part of the school's advancement BIA Individual Determination or AVID program, which teachers or which teaches students about career paths and education options, says middle school teacher Sean Aldrich. <clears throat> Bear with me as I scroll through um, repeats. This is a report from the Department of Education here in Ohio. The Columbus Di Dispatch reports that, or, or it gives an example, I should say, of how to read your school's state report card. Ohio is releasing its annual report card for public schools and districts Thursday, which would be actually today. This today is actually September the 15th, but this show won't air until October, well, the first Wednesday of October. But um, instead, the, the revamped report cards will feature star ratings. We talked about this in the last episode, and um, you can look it up for yourself, even in your own state. Just go to grade cards in Ohio, or, or I, sh I should say school grade cards in Ohio, or... Um, whatever state you're in. Cincinnati Inquirer reports that Ohio school safety um, or asked the question, who is really in charge? It's a hub and a resource for schools across Ohio when it comes to school safety. They're in charge. They oversee an anonymous tip line. <clears throat> they help with grant funding and they review school safety plans for each district in the event of a shooting or tornado or other emergency event. Governor Mike DeWine created the Ohio School Safety Center in 2019. Before that, Ohio Department of Homeland Security focused on school safety, but it was only part of their job, which I think they really failed at that. Also, the Cincinnati Inquirer reports the Seven Hills launches global search for new head of school as Chris Garten plans to retire. <clears throat> Seven Hills School is on the lookout for a new head of school after Chris Garten announced his retirement on Wednesday. He will leave the private school after the 2023-2024 school year. Seven Hills is a private school serving students in preschool through grade 12. It has campuses located in Madisonville and East Walnut Hills. Cleveland.com reports that Orange Schools to begin strategic planning process with the Impact Group. The Orange Board of Education has approved our agreements with the Impact Group to provide strategic planning for the Orange City School District. 
and Orange Community Education Recreation. The Impact Group, based in Hudson, is a strategic communications firm that works with schools, municipalities, and board development disabilities, according to its website. Richland Source reports that Mid-Ohio is ready for higher summer programs at success. Back in June, the Ohio Department of Education awarded $89 million in summer learning and after-school opportunity grants to 161 community-based partners. Locally, $1.9 million was awarded and two grants to Spark, one to create a summer program, summer programming in summer 2022, 2023, and 2024, and one to create another school programming with fiscal oversight for Mid-Ohio Educational Service Center. The program started the summer at first, and that's abbreviated, first school and Abraxas, the Ready for Hire summer program offered a variety of career readiness activities customized to each student's needs. And the Toledo Blade reports that the health department offers services to support families navigating back to school. The Toledo-Lucas County Health Department will provide several services for families with children back in school, including a walk-in immunization clinic, lead screenings for children under 6, and birth certificates as needed. The shots for tots and teens walk-in immunization clinic is available for children from birth until 18 years of age. A child shot record, insurance card, if any, and parents' ID are required in addition, the staff will ensure that a child is up to date and their immunizations and, and ready for daycare or school, the department announced Wednesday. Cincinnati CBS 12 reports that I Need Box, in quotation, started for one grade at a local school gets flooded with donations. Two Cincinnati public school teachers are giving back to their students with the help of people all across the country before the start of the school year. Fifth grade English and language arts teacher Margie Demuzio and her intervention specialist Brittany Noble wanted to do something different to help grow the community in their classroom at Cincinnati Public's Carson School. This year, they decided to build their community with an I Need box. Every day, each student writes down something they need on a piece of paper. And Canton Repository reports that been waiting for this day, Perry Local ready for new elementary schools. Seven-year-old Lucasilla has been waiting for this day, decked out in fluorescent green vest and a white hard hat. The first grader at Lower Elementary School made his way to a pile of dirt behind the Perry Logo Elementary School. He was one of five Lower students selected to hoist a ceremonial shovel of dirt on the construction site of one of the district's newest elementary schools. Canton Repository shared that, quote, our kids deserve the same chances as more influent neighbors. Canton City School leaders are planning to build a multi-million dollar dollar indoor athletic center on the Timken Career Campus that they say will help level the playing field for their students with a 5-0 to zero vote. The school board on Monday approved hiring Beaver Constructors of Perry Township as the construction manager at risk for the Bulldog Activity Center. The 110,000 square foot center will require or feature a six lane, 200 meter indoor track with volleyball and basketball courts in the middle area of the track, 60 yards of artificial football turf and a locker room and a lobby and office spaces. Wow, they can spend that kind of money on that, right? A five to zero vote, five people vote to spend that kind of money on something like that. But an organization like the New Heights Educational Group that is helping all families succeed, it's been 16 years and we still can't get funded um, to help families across Ohio and the world. So it, it's just, 
and, and they say they believe that they deserve the best. Well, yeah, they deserve the best, but they also deserve the best education. And a regular, an education is, and I'm not saying sports is not needed, because it is, but multi-million dollar, I mean, just kills me, just kills me. Um, anyways, uh, Youngstown ABC 33 reports a communications board installed by Champion Playground. Trumbull County Educational Service Center students attending programs in Champion have a new way to communicate with their friends outside of the classroom. A communications board is now located near the playground at Champion Central Elementary School. It was installed at the beginning of the month. The board has about 60 words, symbol, and terms on it. Cleveland.com reports that a century of history goes on display when opening a Parma City School District's museum, a dream shared by many graduates for decades. The Parma City School District Museum enjoys a grand opening from 5 to 7 p.m. At Parma School, the museum located in the vacational wing of the West 54th Street building features historical displays of K-12 memorabilia and photos. <clears throat> the next reports I have for you is from ASCD on SmartBrief. Ed Surge reports that will TikTok crossover into educational research? While TikTok's popularity is rising, educators say students still prefer Google for academic searches. Andrea Keller, a high school librarian in Texas, says while she hasn't experienced students using TikTok for direct educational research, some students have approached her to show what they found on TikTok that relates to their interests. Smart Brief on Leadership reports that why students are key to diversifying the tech workforce. The tech industry can become more diverse over time if children are encouraged to pursue their tech interests and companies partner with schools and universities to recruit from a broader talent pool, writes Gina Wilborn, Senior Vice President of Verizon Business Group's Business Customer Operations. Quote, instilling these values raise a new generation of tech-savvy youth, regardless of race, gender, demographics, need to start as early as possible to be truly successful, Wilborn writes. Cyan uh, or Sayan, um, it's S A H A N. A journal in St. Paul, Minnesota reports that a program takes education outdoors for adult ELLs. A pilot program is incorporated uh, or incorporating the outdoors into in depth instruction on local natural history to adult students of color who are, who are learning English. The program developed by the University of Minnesota Extension and available to students in English language learning classes offered by the community groups provides opportunities to members of historically underserved populations to engage in outdoor learning, including camping or fishing trips. The 74 asked the question, is there a missing link in cyber attack against L.A. District? The ransomware operation Vice Society, believed to be based in Russia, has taken credit for a cyber attack on the Los Angeles Unified, Unified School District. Yet the group has not made any monetary demands, which could indicate it is not their doing as they are definitely not known to send out a ransom note because that's how they get paid, says Alex Holden, founder and chief information security officer of Hold Security. Okay. 
This is from Philanthropy News Digest. It says that the Gilead Foundation awarded $20 million to advance health equity. Awarded through creating possible funds, the grants will support creative and high-impact strategies to support health through education equity, with a focus on building a pipeline of black health leaders. And U.S. Muslims Value Diversity, Inclusion, and Giving Survey Finds. The report from the Muslim Philanthropy Initiative at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy found that the Muslim respondents were more likely to say that a nonprofit's commitment to racial, religious, and gender inclusivity were important to their decision to give. And here in Ohio, um, I did get a email from Columbus, Ohio, from the Board of Education, that actually their link for the um, career technical planning districts and schools that receive dropout recovery and prevention report cards, they sent a link that that is online now. And um, there's also a guide to Ohio school report cards and future forward Ohio and then the regular Ohio school report cards page as well. So um, you would just go to education.ohio.gov, use their search to type in one of the keywords. You should be able to find it fairly easily. And of course, you can do that in your own state as well. Each state has a designated um, website for education. Um, hmm. Let's see here. Sorry. I appreciate your patience as I try to bring up the next thing here. Sometimes things don't work. All right. This is some more from the Department of Education in Ohio. Okay, this is from Medina Gazette. Cloverleaf Elementary Middle School receives award for teaching positive behavior. Two of the Cloverleaf local schools have received awards from the Ohio Department of Education for their efforts in enforcing positive behavior among students. Cloverleaf Elementary School and Cloverleaf Middle School received positive behavior interventions and support awards last week for their initiatives in improving student achievements in school environments. The Columbus City Sense Mag or City Scene magazine, excuse me, reports that Career Center offers professional development for students. The state of Ohio has numerous options available for high school students to pursue a technical vocational or education. One of the most common options is attending a career center. Those schools often, often offer learning in fields such as nursing, welding, information technology, and cosmetology, with a focus on hands-on experiences that prepare students to transition into a related college degree or directly into a career. There has been negative stereotype that vocational education is geared towards struggling students, says Pegan Cleary Potts, director of the Tools Career and Technical Center. However, she says that the view of career technical programs has shifted, as have the opportunities for students. Need to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. 
To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Does this noise sound painfully familiar to you? Here's the thing you need to know about snoring. It could be a sign of a very big health problem called sleep apnea. People with sleep apnea have been found to be at an increased risk for serious health conditions like coronary heart disease and other cardiovascular diseases. And studies show that as many as 80% of all sleep apnea cases go undiagnosed. If you or loved one think you have sleep apnea, you need to know before it's too late. Here's the good news. Now you can find out if you have sleep apnea quickly and easily right from the comfort of your own home with no expensive or time-consuming doctor visits or overnight sleep lab stays required. Just send one simple text to get started. Text QUIET to 323232 to get a private link to the sleep apnea quiz. Text QUIET to 323232. It takes just minutes and could literally save your life. Don't wait. Text QUIET to 323232 now. Text the word QUIET to 323232. Text QUIET to 323232. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Does this noise sound painfully familiar to you? Here's the thing you need to know about snoring. It could be a sign of a very big health problem called sleep apnea. People with sleep apnea have been found to be at an increased risk for serious health conditions like coronary heart disease and other cardiovascular diseases. And studies show that as many as 80% of all sleep apnea cases go undiagnosed. If you or loved one think you have sleep apnea, you need to know before it's too late. Here's the good news. Now you can find out if you have sleep apnea quickly and easily right from the comfort of your own home with no expensive or time-consuming doctor visits or overnight sleep lab stays required. Just send one simple text to get started. Text QUIET to 323232 to get a private link to the sleep apnea quiz. Text QUIET to 323232. It takes just minutes and could literally save your life. Don't wait. Text QUIET to 323232 now. Text the word QUIET to 323232. Text QUIET to 323232. Welcome back to Education in the News on the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, your host, and I'm sharing news stories from around the U.S. and the world. Let's get right back into it. Um, oh, and you just listened to the commercial on our tutoring program, New Heights Educational Groups. You can learn more about it on newheightseducation.org. But we are looking for teachers and tutors, so if you're interested in uh, working with us, you can uh, go to our website to learn more about open positions. Okay, Canton Repository um, says murder mystery unfolding in Marlington forensic class. Nine seniors must solve a murder mystery that started with their teacher's arrest Friday at Marlington High School. Relax, it's all part of a new honors forensics course. <laughs> that sounds interesting. FYI, we have a forensics course on our learning annex, school.newheightseducation.org. You might want to check that out. It's really an amazing program. Um, East Liverpool Times Review Beaver, reports that Beaver Creek Wildlife Education Center founder to be honored a retired long-time local educator who founded the Beaver Creek Wildlife Education Center is being honored by the state of Ohio. The Ohio Department of Aging will induct Jim Kerr of Lisbon, a biology teacher in Northeast Ohio for more than four decades with the Beaver Local School District and Columbiana County Educational Service Center and Ohio Valley College of Technology into the Ohio Senior Citizens Hall of Fame Wednesday during a special ceremony at the State House Atrium. He is one of 15 being inducted for a lifetime of contributions and accomplishments. In Cleveland, ABC 5 reports the Valley Forge High School in Parma actively seeking bike donations for refugee students. It's a community call for action coming from one of Parma area high school Valley Forge High School is looking for new and gently used bikes and bike locks so Ukrainian and other area refugee students can get to school safely and receive necessary education as they adapt to a new life in America. School officials say they started the 2022-2023 school year with an influx of refugee students 
roughly 120 coming from around the world, arrived in Parma. Next story I have from you is from fee.org, F-E-E. And it says, micro schools remain a popular back-to-school option this year. Um, it says, even as most traditional schools reopen normally this fall, shedding many their pandemic policies, many of their pandemic policies, parents continue to seek out other options such as microschooling. This, this article, by the way, was written by Carrie McDonald. Joss Pickles' uh, dissatisfaction as teacher was mounting after several years of teaching in other public schools, mostly at the elementary level. He was finally back in his hometown of Canton, Illinois, teaching middle school science at the public school he attended as a child. It was what he had always wanted, yet he was feeling increasingly unsettled. Quote, I really enjoyed working with the kids, but what I did not enjoy was the sort of weird power dynamic, dynamic that exists between student and teacher in the classroom. <clears throat> Pickle told me in a recent interview, quote, I had to tell them when they could eat or drink or go to the bathroom or wear a hat, and I didn't like that. I think school, school takes rights away from the kids in the interest of keeping order. While his unease about the classroom dynamic grew, he was also seeing a different dynamic unfold in the after-school digital media club he started. There, Pickle said, students were free to work on projects that interested them without being forced to do so. He began to wonder, what if we removed coercion and those kids were allowed to focus their energy and their intellect on things they care about? Pickle began researching alternative education models and came across Liberated Learners, a network of self-directed learning centers for teenagers modeled after North Star, a learning center in western Massachusetts that was started in 1996 by Ken Danford. He, who was also a disillusioned public middle school teacher. Pickle was hooked. He connected with Danford and Liberated Learners co-founder Joel Harm or Hammond, watched their TED Talks, and got tips on how to launch a learning center of his own. So you can read more about this on fee.org. It's a pretty long article. We will also have it in an upcoming magazine, probably our November, um, December issue. So we just had one that came out on September the 1st. So the next one will come out on November 1st, and that article should be in there. I try to share at least the highlights, but sometimes it's too long to share all of it. This is one of those, but I did want to read part of it. All right, let's see here. Next, I have ASCD Smart Brief, and this is from Education Week. It says dual enrollment programs expanding in the U.S. With 87 programs in place, up from 48 in 2019, according to the Education Commission of the States. Yet, Sharmila Mann, a policy researcher at the commission, says students of color... <coughs> Excuse me, I had some allergy issues tonight. Those from low-income families and first-generation college-going students are not equally represented. The 74 reports or asks the question, could school surveillance put students in legal trouble? Schools have long used digital surveillance tools <clears throat> that gather sometimes sensitive student information. Now with some states adopting 
abortion bans and less friendly LGBTQ policies, some privacy and civil rights advocates are warning students about the potential implications of their digital footprint on school surveillance. What about, I mean, for me, I mean, doesn't alarm bells go off? really want your children to be on videotape like they're in prison 24-7? Is that really a good idea? I mean, schools are already almost like prisons. So, hmm, I, I just, that, that bothers me. If it was my kid, I wouldn't want my kid in that type of environment. I don't know about you. I would think that would increase the anxiety for kids, too, which they're already saying has happened because of COVID. So we really want to do that? Uh, I mean, I could see it, you know, them facing outside. So, you know, the, the doors, the front doors, the side doors, you know, making sure nobody can sneak in. That kind of security, sure. But not throughout the school or anything. So... Anyways, uh, back to the stories. Let's see. The next story I have for you is from K-12 Dive. It says, reports reveal impact of universal school mills. The USDA um, Economic Research Service analysis revealed food insecurity rates amongst children dropped between 2020 and 2021, which child nutrition advocates attribute to the deployment of universal school mill programs. Yet other data compiled by the USDA's Food and Nutrition Service found that during the first year of the pandemic, 2.2 billion fewer meals were served compared with the previous year, likely due to staffing and access limitations. Sorry. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about some of these aren't really um, share. Sorry, I apologize. Oops, I missed one. Okay, so I got so many repeats. It's terrible. Okay, so this is from USA Today Education Week as well reported on it. And it says uh, Cardona maintains back to school tour tradition. U.S. Education Secretary McGill Cardona will take a five-day bus tour this week to Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. The back-to-school tour, a tradition in the past few administrations, will include First Lady Joe Biden and Second Gentleman Douglas Emhoff and focus on strengthening the teacher workforce, mental health, and academic recovery. National Public Radio reports that Princeton University is to offer free tuition for some students. Princeton University will not charge tuition for students whose families earn less than 100000 a year as part of a new financial aid policy in effect next year aimed at diversifying the student body. About 1,500 students are expected to be eligible and will receive 4000 and $50 for books and other expenses. And eSchool News reports that teachers train educators for virtual learning. Teacher preparation programs should help new teachers prepare to teach in any setting, including virtual, writes Gina Churchill, a middle school math teacher. In this commentary, Churchill asserts that virtual learning expertise 
also can strengthen traditional classroom lessons. This is more from the Department of Education here in Ohio. And it's uh, this first one's from Hamilton Journal News. Middletown's experiment, no class day lets students and teachers explore real life. It was the first ever experiment in encouraging Middletown youth to think about their future careers and work and it worked, said school officials and parents. On Tuesday, Middle Town Schools had its students and school families choose among a menu of career and other areas of interest instead of attending class. Joining them in the large-scale real-world experiment were hundreds of city school teachers who spent of the first of this school year's three professional development days participating in the new Middletown program. And Dayton Daily News reports that Wayne High School's $7 million career tech expansion project is underway. Construction on a $7.1 million technology expansion at Wayne High School is officially underway after the project had stalled in the planning stages. A snag school, a snag school official said it was due to rising inflation and costs of materials. A groundbreaking ceremony was held Thursday after months of cost estimates coming in over budget due to supply chain issues and rising construction costs. According to the district's officials, much of which is a lasting effect for the COVID-19 pandemic and its strain on the global and national economy. Cleveland ABC 5 reports that Padua Franciscan High School cafeteria worker saves choking students' life. We've all heard the phrases, not all heroes wear capes, and being in the right place at the right time. They're ringing even more true for a local cafeteria worker. She is being pat praised for her swift action after she saved a choking student's life at Padua Franciscan High School. North Royalton area mom of two, Megan Kalowski, takes pride in her job as a cafeteria worker. Whether it's prepping Padua Franciscan High School famous chocolate chip cookies in the back kitchen or waiting on lines of students during study hall and afternoon lunch periods. Finley Courier reports that library offers new programming for children. At 11 a.m. Friday, an Ohio Connectivity Champion from the Management Council of the Ohio Department of Education will share their expertise and help participants sign up for the Affordable Connectivity Program and their local programs for affordable devices. The meeting will be held in the Lindemann Room. Chillicothe is, the Chillicothe Gazette reported this, but they are um, looking at local STEM programs to help young students with technology and coding. And um, Cleveland ABC5 says that Buckeye Confetti Project inspires 8th graders to connect and build social relationships with peers and adults. Inspired by the John Gordon book, One Word, 8th grade English language arts educator Jody Keith came up with an idea to inspire her students heading into 2021 and 2022 school year. Quote, I thought, what if we could put inspirational books into the hands of students and then encourage them to have the conversations with adults around them? As Keith explained, students can choose from a variety of books surrounding grief, anxiety, finance, and more. The list goes on. Quote, they choose the book, they read the book, and then they look for staff that have read the book as well. They have to negotiate a time slot to sit down and have conversations with adults centered around the book. The Finley Courier reports that Thunderstruck students find a way out of time warp. 
when students at Chamberlain Hill Elementary School stepped into their STEAM classroom for the first time this school year, it was obvious something was awry. A massive lightning storm the night before had transformed their classroom upon entering. They traveled back in time to 1982. Their task was to find a way back to the present day. To make it back, students had to work together and use critical thinking skills, said Tanya Thorbin, a STEAM educator for Finley City Schools. What do you think of that? Sounds like a fun event, didn't it? All right, let's see. Next story I have for, for you is another one from Fee. Oh, actually, it's the one I already shared in the microscope. Sorry about that. Yep, a lot of repeats today. Give me a moment again, I apologize. Okay, let's see. This is from Times, um, the Cayune and the New Orleans Advocate. Louisiana's leader in science of reading needed to boost literacy. Louisiana's low literacy rates are a crisis. And using a science of reading approach would help address the problem, writes Louisiana Secretary of Education, Cade Brumley. Brumley writes in this commentary that he's committed to the approach also adopted with success in Mississippi through training resources and clear communication with parents and guardians. The literacy program, that's by the way, I'm sorry, it's from Chalkbeat. It says, literacy program works to help dads connect with kids. Akif Staples and Brent Johnston saw through their work and social services the importance of literacy and male role models in children's lives. So they formed the organization organization Fathers Read 365 to help formerly incarcerated dads bond with their kids through reading just for an average of 20 minutes a night. You can almost guarantee a positive impact in a child's life by just reading to your child, Johnston says. And WTA P-TV in Parkersburg, West Virginia, reports that Ohio Laundromat Libraries Program encourages literacy. The Marietta Community Foundation is installing free libraries at laundromats in the Marietta, Ohio area to promote literacy and a love of reading for children. The nonprofit is an affiliate of Dolly Parton's Imagination Library Program and hopes to scale the effort to other locations in Washington County. Wow. It's like lightning striking. That is a fantastic idea. I'd love to see more of that happen in other parts of the, the state and uh, in other uh, states as well. That's a really good idea. Sorry, I'm looking for the next one. Okay, the next story I have is from the Star Herald in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. So students learn about water from local firefighters. Students with disabilities in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska learned about various water-related topics, including safety and conservation tips 
during a presentation by the local fire department. As part of the lesson, students also learned about the department's vehicles and fire engines and took turns operating the fire hose. Well, that would have been fun. BT Digger in Vermont reports that Vermont clarifies criteria for mask mandates. Though masks are not required in any Vermont schools, the state education department has stated it would allow mask mandates to protect the health of students who are medically vulnerable. Mask mandates for classmates and teachers of medically fragile students would fall under the umbrella of students' IEP plan or individual education plan, experts said. Let's take a quick commercial break. Be right back. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education, listening to Education in the News, and I'm your host, Pamela Clark. The next story I have for you is from CBS Seeks Talent with Disabilities Inclusion Campaign. It was covered by Radio and Television Business Report, and it says CBS has launched an initiative to seek performers with disabilities as part of its commitment to providing underrepresented groups with more meaningful representation. The program will also offer developmental uh, opportunities to some performers with disabilities. I like hearing stories like that. I mean, my, I myself have some uh, li- limitations mobility-wise and um, a lot of health issues over the years. And I do appreciate watching shows that or even commercials that represent people with special needs and disabilities. I know some people with disabilities don't like the word special needs. I prefer it personally um, because I do believe everybody has something that they have a special need for, and I actually prefer to use that over the word disability, but that's my personal opinion. Next story I have for you is from Chalk Beaton, Indiana. It says, substitutes to get pay raises in some Indiana districts. Some school districts in Indiana are increasing pay rates for substitute teachers to help recruit and retain more professionals with teaching experience to fill open positions. Muncie Community Schools will double the daily rate for student teachers to 210 for those who uh, have teaching licenses classroom experience or education master's degrees. And KMGH-TV in Denver reports that Colorado District installs bus rider tracking system. Scannable tracking cards will help parents and staffers keep track of bus riders in Colorado Cherry Creek School District. Students will scan their cards when boarding and exiting the school bus. WYVTV in Dothan, or Dothan, Alabama, says the schools adopt the service-focused civics program. A preparatory school in Alabama has adopted a new American character civics program that teaches students about the servant leadership through lessons and about 10 historical American figures. Throughout through the program offered through the nonprofit Liberty Learning Foundation, seventh grade students will complete, or I'm sorry, compete service learning projects that benefit the community. All right. Starting to run low on time, but I have time for a few more stories. Um, the examiner in Washington, D.C. 
uh, reported on this, and so did Fox News. And it said that nonprofits plan educational resources on 9-11. 9-11 has already passed. But the nonprofit Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which supports Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families, is starting a 9-11 institute to provide tools to help schools teach about September 11, 2001 terror attacks. Frank Siller, the nonprofit's founder, says lessons on 9-11 are required in 16 states. Not sure how many states require, like, teaching on the Holocaust, because I think that's equally as important. I mean, both of those are very, very important. They're part of our American history. Um, and even though the Holocaust happened, you know, in Germany and... Um, other surrounding locations. I mean, it was still also part of American history because a lot of the, the families, the extended families were here in America of those that um, lost family members. And it is important to know your history so it doesn't repeat itself. So uh, that's just what made me, that's where my mind went when I was reading it. Uh, let's see. This is from Edutopia and it says, Lessons learned from successful high-poverty schools. Authors William Parrott and Kathleen Budge, who are both professors emeritus at Boise State University, studied 12 high-performing high-poverty schools and concluded that any high-poverty school can become a high-performing school. In this interview, they offer insight into poverty and share the two key traits of poverty-disrupting educators. I already knew that. New Heights has been doing that for many years, so um, and advocating for fa families that are living in different school districts that are impacted by this. There is no one that's living in poverty that is not reachable and and that cannot learn. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, Okay, so that's all I have from that one. Bring up the next story. Actually, I have an interesting one here. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, let's see. I think it was from... Hmm. Let me take a look here. I had some ideas of some stories I wanted to share. <sighs> okay, well, I guess this one's kind of interesting. It's titled, Public Schools Are Spending Money Like Crazy Despite Sharp Enrollment Declines. This was written by Jessica Marie Baumgartner, and it's a fee.org story. And I think it's a really important one to share with everyone. It was written on September 11th of 2022. And it says, The public education system has been failing students for years. From misappropriating funds to providing inadequate lessons and passing illiterate students. Amen. I'm going to put my amen in there. I completely agree with that statement. Public schools are losing support. Despite this, they continue receiving extensive budgets which do not properly represent enrollment rates, attendance numbers, or staffing issues. While it is true that 2020 was an extremely difficult year for these taxpayer-funded institutions, those who blame the COVID-19 pandemic are using it as a scapegoat. Before the extensive government pandemic response, the nation was experiencing a teaching a teacher shortage and a political takeover of public schools, the likes of which had never been experienced, which has only increased during the political battle over public health issues. 
politicized teacher unions and school boards. Since 2013, conflicts between teachers and school boards have been reported. This specifically hindered interest in the teaching profession. In 2015, student interest in the teaching profession dropped by 5% in just a year and was continued and has continued to decline. Although arguments over teacher pay have been brought to the forefront of the situation, elementary and secondary school teachers made an average of over $63,000 during the 2019-2020 school year. And since the districts are have increased, increased pay and added massive bonuses to attract educators back to the profession, inflating budgets, yet still the teacher shortage remains. New students entering the teaching profession, profession continues to decline as teacher unions and school boards not only battle themselves, but parents as well. Instead of listening to the communities they serve, these powerful organizations are pushing their own political ideologies in the classroom. Educational focus has shifted from teaching core classes like math, science, and history to identity-based identity practices which promote critical race theory and CRT and gender theory. The National School Board Association itself has fought to persuade schools to adopt CRT and the 1619 Project. The, these race-focused lessons have yet to produce successful results. Because of this, families have disputed replacing sound lessons with untested classroom theories. When increasing these concerns as school board meetings, these parents were silenced and even publicly smeared as domestic terrorists. In addition, during the pandemic, various school boards and teacher unions fought to keep children isolated and masked long after it was deemed safe for them to return to in-person learning. Yet educators still wished to receive full pay as students suffered from widespread learning loss and achievement gaps. It was even discovered that American Federation of Teachers influenced CDC reopening guidelines, indicating that the power held sway over school health policies, arguably even more than factual public health data. So this is a pretty lengthy article again. Um, we are going to have it in our next magazine on November the 1st. And, um, but it's, it goes over pretty well. The enrollment is down, yet budgets are up. It, it did say that, like, California lost 2.6% of the public school students, and their ap absenteeism is up 40%, and, um, and a third of Chicago's schools are half empty. So, um, and mayor proposed a 5.9 budget increase. So there are some facts in here that you would probably want. They can't read it all to you because we're running out of time today. But you can go on v.org um, and type in public schools are spending money like crazy despite sharp enrollment declines are just part of that to find the article. Or like I said, it will be in our next magazine on November 1st. Let's see if there's any more in there on that one. Alright, let me check our time here. Yep, we're over time. That's what I thought. Alright, so I hope you enjoyed today's show. I want to remind you that Barbara Boland show on civil rights is on uh, Sundays by 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And my show airs Wednesdays by 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, if you have any news stories you'd like to share with us, you can go to radio.newheightseducation.org. You can subscribe to our radio show. Send us an email at newheightseducation at yahoo.com. Um, and I just want to say thank you for spending the day with me. And until next time.
We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.